Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is Andre Tomlin from The Mental Health, and I'm here today with Professor Samson C, who uh, is a professor at the University of Hong Kong. And we're previewing the Refocus on Recovery Conference that's going to happen in Nottingham, UK, on the 3rd to the 5th of September 2019. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Samson. It's really good to have you on the podcast. Uh, just just a view of the, the conference from your perspective. What, what are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm very excited by this uh, upcoming conference because uh, I think the conference sort of extends the entire debate about recovery to a new level. Because in this case, we no longer talk about the often sort of individually focused one-to-one, what can I do to assist uh, someone to advance to the next level recovery, but this time we focus on human rights issue. We look at recovery through communities, which is great because often when I talk to people, uh, we need to think about how to empower communities. In this case, can be communities of people with lived experience, community or community of uh, people who are who are caregivers, for example. Um, so in that sense, uh, I, I am very delighted to read those uh, themes for the, for the conference. I mean, earlier I talked about sort of uh, let's empower the community to deliver the, the recovery-oriented uh, care and intervention that uh, leads to the so-called theme four about recovery and power. So highly energy-charged. Uh, as far as uh, the 2019 conference is concerned, Angel. And you're going to be chairing the debate that's happening at the conference this year. And tell us yes. a bit about this. So the question for the, the debate is a really challenging question, I think. This House believes that there is no place for compulsion in a rights-oriented mental health system. How do you think the general public internationally would vote on that question now? Well, I mean, you're so right. I, I almost uh, uh, fell from my chair <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I read this uh, uh, title for the debate, let alone I'm going to chair that. Well, I, I think it is a very timely debate on two counts. Number one, the uh, topics itself is, uh, is very timely that uh, it is a difficult question we should not avoid. Number two, I think having that uh, theme as the topics for debate at the end of the conference itself, I think it's a lovely way to bring everyone together, all the uh, conference delegates, speakers, and in the uh, 2019 meeting, we are going to open this uh, debate even online internationally. So on on the one hand, it's very, very challenging, uh, pushing everyone to think about the issue deeply. Uh, On the other hand, I think it's super exciting as well to get everyone on board and think about it and uh, really press the button, asking some difficult question. A, where do we stand as far as human rights uh, issue is concerned and B in this particular and in fact very specific uh, 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 scenario which is about uh, emission uh, compulsion com- compulsory emission for example so well very challenging topics uh, Angel. and given that a lot of people who are 
um, compulsorily admitted to hospital and, and um, experienced restrictive interventions and, and sometimes breaches of their human rights um, have severe mental illness. And considering that stigma is still very much around for people with severe mental illness, how, how yes. do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in how people would vote in the UK, and I've got a sense that people would vote against this motion in the UK. The public would vote against uh -huh. because of the media, um, you know, drip feed of stigmatising information, which still exists very much for people right. with severe mental illness. But I'm interested in your thoughts on how that would be in different countries. Do you think any country would vote for this motion? I, I suspect there will be a layer of variation across uh, countries and jurisdictions in terms of uh, how people understand the issue of uh, hospital admission uh, in this case. Uh, and also, I guess the other way to look at that is perhaps the, the quality, the standard of care provided by uh, different jurisdictions, different countries as well. And uh, the other thing is, um, importantly, the cultural uh, element in terms of what we regard as uh, healing, as therapy, uh, and also, uh, in some cases, maybe the kind of uh, taboo of admitting someone to a, uh, a psychiatric slash medical institutions. I think all those will have uh, some impacts on how people internationally may view uh, this particular debate uh, topics. And I think another layer is, again, the kind of uh, uh, understanding and acceptance of the recovery paradigm um, in relation to human rights, in relation to um, shared decision-making, for example. And I guess another important consideration uh, in, in, in this debate is uh, caregivers, family members, their, their opinion, their view about psychiatric care as well. So all, all those are very interesting and very, very likely there will be cultural and uh, 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 country uh, variations. And, and then the other thing is when we look at the uh, people who will be joining us um, in this debate, I think the debaters themselves will bring some very interesting, colorful, um, energy uh, material to this uh, discussion. I mean, we have uh, a person with lived experience, we have a law professor, a psychiatrist, physician in charge, and also a family uh, member, caregiver as well. I mean, just looking at those backgrounds, you can imagine how colorful the debate will, will turn out. I, I'm, I'm very excited about that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good panel, isn't it? I think we've got a nice mix of um, perspectives and, and roles represented. As you said, we've got Professor Vicky Stergiopoulos from uh, um, the US, um, yes. from, sorry, from, from Toronto, rather, from Canada. Uh, we've got yep. John Hopping, who's a carer, who's done lots of work in the NHS and with the Royal College of Psychiatrists in the UK. They're speaking uh, against the motion. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, interesting that you say that caregiver perspective. Do you, do you want to give us a bit more of a view of how you think caregivers would interpret this this question? I I found it interesting. In fact, I should also share that uh, on the one hand, I'm a I'm a scholar, I'm a researcher, uh, quite intimately involved in this business of uh, uh, of research on recovery paradigm, the, the implementation 
uh, in Hong Kong and also uh, a decade ago, I worked in New Zealand. Um, so I come to this uh, event from that background and also interestingly, you talk about caregiver. Uh, within my own family, I also have loved ones uh, living with uh, serious mental illness. So mm. going back to your question, I, I would say uh, it must be a very challenging uh, issue for, uh, for family members. A, I do want my loved one has the best care. And B, I want to make sure uh, he or she will be safe uh, to everyone and also to the person himself or herself. And of course, uh, at the same time, I want to make sure the treatment I'm going to send my loved one to is a dignified and also a professional setting and so forth. So all those considerations are important. And then uh, the human rights, my family member, my loved one will, uh, will, will be able to, to claim to. All those things are very important. So really what I'm saying is I don't have the answer. I think it poses real dynamic to a family member, to caregiver, uh, uh, when coming to this uh, uh, composer admission uh, business. And, and also I should say, look, it's not just a business, it's not a pure academic debate in a vacuum. We are talking about people's real life experience. And in fact, so far in these conversations, we have not talked about one important word, which is trauma, which is trauma. We know for a fact, uh, going to an institution, often unintentionally, sadly, intentionally in some cases, um, the admission is associated with trauma. So all these add different colors to this debate and make it a very heated debate, I would say, to say the least. Yeah. Do you mean that the services themselves are traumatizing? In some cases, uh, uh, intentionally. I wouldn't say intentionally, perhaps, but often unintentionally. People are busy, people don't have time to address a person properly, to respect the person's space and, and, and pacing, perhaps. Uh, all those things are important. Uh, in the name of uh, ensuring uh, safe uh, containment or safe treatment, uh, we rush to make decisions. So, so all those things uh, do not work out very well. So that, that adds uh, layers to, to this discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that a lot of people following on social media, um, a lot of people that have um, signed up and, and read many of the blogs that I've published on that topic will be right. bringing their own lived experience to the conversation. There's lots of absolutely. perspectives yeah. that we can weave in. And of course, we have Dr. Alison Faulkner on the panel who works as a survivor researcher and herself has a great deal of lived experience, including of inpatient care and crisis yes. services. Yes. Um, she's speaking for the motion alongside Professor Peter Bartlett, um, yes. who has lots of experience of human rights law and, and mental health and capacity. It, it feels like it's a long way off, having, yeah. having a human rights supporting mental health system. Yeah, and also my suspicion reading the, uh, the debaters' uh, background that uh, they will bring not only their academic uh, scholarly angle to the debate, some of us 
may be able to talk about either our clinical day-to-day -day work, but also maybe some of our personal lived experience as well. And that would just add uh, depth to the discussion, color to the discussion, and also some of the uh, realism as well. And again, as I said earlier, this debate in a lot of ways is not just an academic, uh, let's talk about it kind of philosophical uh, uh, topics. I think it has a lot of repercussions and also perhaps uh, brings up a lot of difficult issues as well. I think it's a lovely way to uh, bring a closure to, to the meeting and perhaps uh, we'll give a couple of pointers for further discussion and maybe even uh, what we should do for our lakes uh, congregation perhaps. So I mean, what would you hope to achieve with the debate? What would you like to take away and, and use back in your local... Well, I, I am very clear about that. I mean, A, the topics itself is super controversial, and B, uh, having uh, 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 such, a, such a, a list of expert debaters on panel, plus opening up to the international communities through the online platform, my feeling or my, my objectives, if you like, are two. Number one, let's learn one or two things from this debate. Uh, I'm not expecting to derive a consensus. Number two, importantly, uh, whoever will contribute to this debate uh, in, the, in the center or from outside, I love to think we all have our opinions and feelings hurt. I think being listened to is important in this debate. So for, for me, are those two things. Let, let's learn one or two things, other people's point of view, and also be let's have our view uh, being listened to. I, I think those are important. Mm -hmm.